0: This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephyr only on 101.9 High FM. Writer and historian Lionel Sleer recently celebrated his 89th birthday. You may remember his column that appeared weekly in the Jewish Report called Country Communities, in which he looked at life in the more remote areas of our country. He continues to write for Jerusalem Post and the Jerusalem Report magazine. He is currently writing up a piece for the latter, reflecting on the state of the Jewish community in South Africa today. He was born in Orange Grove and, and uh, grew up in Highlands North. And is my guest today to look at how the northeastern shtetl of Johannesburg has changed through the years. Lionel, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, whatever it is, wherever, wherever you are.
0: Lionel, you were born in Orange Grove. You grew up in Highlands North. Yes. You've written tremendously about the Jewish community in South Africa over the years.
1: Well, when I was in Orange Grove, there was barely a Jewish community there. And then we went moved to Highlands North because Highlands North was developing... And I went to school there. Strangely enough about a third of the pupils at Highlands when I was there were Jewish. When one one couldn't help noticing if, if the Jews there. And there was a certain element among the non Jewish boys who kept reminding you that you were Jewish.
0: Right. So there were a lot of fist fights at uh
1: I won't say a lot, but they were, there they were fist fight. <laughs>
0: Yes. So yes. demographically, um, Jews came into Johannesburg. Where did they mainly settle? Which areas?
1: As I was growing up, Yeovil was known as a Jewish suburb. Ye- Yeovil and Berea. And that was where the Jews mostly were. Mm-hmm. And there's an old joke, what's a Jewish snob? A Jewish snob is somebody who moves from Yeovil to Houghton <laughs> without staying in Orange Grove. <laughs>
0: That's a lovely one. So, um, okay, so the Jewish community there, when you moved into Orange Grove, there were no Jews. It became a traditionally Jewish area yes. with scattlings of Jews still living there today.
1: Now, today, one regards the Jewish areas as Glen Hazel and surrounds as Glen Hazel, perhaps, parts of Sydenham, parts of Hulls, North, even.
0: You're writing an article for the Jew- Jerusalem Report magazine yes. around Jewish life today. And if you have to compare. Then and now. What for you are the major differences? Well,
1: Jewish life in Johannesburg today is much more pronounced than it was when I was growing oh. up. When I was growing up, it was a school in Highlands North and Orange Grove. Being Jewish or seeing Jewish things around us hardly existed. Mm. But in the last few years, especially with the development in Glen Hazel, Jewish Johannesburg has established itself as a Entity Uh, So much so that People jokingly refer to Glen Hazel as a stettel Right I don't know how the Glen Hazel people regard that
0: Lionel, you said when you were at school You know, people were there to remind you That you were Jewish One of the things we're very proud of In Joburg today Is that Jews can walk around With their yarmulkes And feel safe There's no anti-Semitism in the street Do you see that as a shift?
1: No, not at all. I mean, I don't walk around on a yarmulke, but it doesn't bother me if I did. Mm. I mean, if I go to school on Friday, I openly wear a yarmulke. Mm. Although, all the religious people won't be happy to know that I go back (laughs) call.
0: Well, that's the other nice thing about South African Jewish society, is that there's a general tolerance among different Jewish people. You can see somebody in your shul one week and in a completely different shul another week. And there's quite a bit of fluidity among our community. And there's not that much, ah, you drove to shul, you can't come here, feeling. Would you agree?
1: No, that's quite true, isn't it? I mean, if you go to certain other shuls in the northern suburbs, you battle to find parking (laughs) on a Friday night or Saturday not that I've experienced it, but I, I've seen I've heard about it, I know it exists.
0: In terms of when you look at your contemporaries, you know, your friends that you were with at Highlands North, where do they live now?
1: You know, strangely enough, I've, I've thought of going onto Facebook to advertise for, for those people who did a metric same as I am, where they were. Mm-hmm. But I haven't done it. Mm-hmm. I've been in touch with virtually none of my old school friends. Mm-hmm. I must say that some of them are are overseas, some of them are in Westbrook, I'm sorry to say, and uh, I don't really keep in touch with any of my old friends.
0: Lionel, you wrote for quite a while for the Jewish Report, you wrote about country communities and people living in the country communities. And I know your column was very popular and people loved to kind of talk about what was happening. And I just wonder if you have some reflections on, on South Africa at that time.
1: Well, that column was mostly rewritten for me by people who lived in <laughs> the communities. They would send me letters or send me information, which I merely just put into the column. A lot of that wasn't written by me, it was rewritten by me, <laughs> if, if I can say that.
0: Just some memories from the country communities?
1: Let me talk about Warm Bards. When I was growing up, that was the place that my, most people here that I knew went for long weekends or for holidays. And although when we, there were a lot of Jews there, Warm never didn't have a, a decided Jewish flavour. <laughs> I don't even know if there was a rabbi there. Probably was, wasn't. Or there was. But it's something that I wouldn't look for. I wouldn't go to Walmart's to look for a no. rabbi.
0: No, the Hot Springs would be the drawing attraction. Did
1: they, Walmart's even change its name. Correct. It's no longer called Walmart's.
0: And, um, Musenberg, do you have fond memories of Musenberg?
1: Well, when I was in my late teens, let's say, this was in an the end of the 1940s or early 1950s musenberg became absolutely jewish and there's an old joke when the state of israel was established and america was one of the first countries to recognize israel and they said to general smuts who was prime minister of south africa going to recognize israel and general smuts says well, if you give us Matt Musenberg, we'll recognize <laughs> Israel.
0: Oh, uh, the original uh, land swap, land for peace swap, huh? Yeah,
1: something like that. General Smash, <laughs> by the way, was quite sympathetic to the Jews, was So love.
0: Yes, no, he was. Um, he was behind the League of Nations. Yes, always. And the establishment of the state of Israel. Any other comments or thoughts on early Johannesburg? I had family,
1: cousins who family were in Sivirad Avenue, Dompendin, which was, you might say, the heart of Judaism in Johannesburg. I mean, they were th- stones thrown away from Crystal Confectionery, <laughs> where they got the kitkas every weekend. Right. You know, it was common, commonly done. Um, we used to go there every Saturday. They were very religious people. I mean, the father... Was, there was only a father and a mother. In their house it was considered religious enough that if ever there was a passing cousin or coming up around my transfer to South Africa, the first place to stay at was their house in Sierra Avenue. Hmm. It was considered from enough. Hmm. And there I used to arrive with my cousins because it was very near to Ellis Park where we used to go and watch rugby. Uh, and we used to come there by tram car. And this was looked Look down upon You know How Khazadik how, how Can you become Or You know How dare you travel In a tram corner On a Shabbat
0: If anybody has Memories of early Johannesburg That they'd like to share You are welcome To tweet At S-A-J-B-D And we'll be happy To hear those memories And Lionel Just to say Thank you to you For sharing Your early memories As you celebrate Your 89th birthday And muzzle top. Thank you Thank, thank you so much